welcome to the 34th Come Up Interviews podcast. This is Brett from Come Up Interviews. Hey, this is Ty. We're back with, well, episode 34, and we have another video store memories uh, episode with a hot new guest. <laughs> so so who, the, who, who do we have, Ty? Well, we, <laughs> we have from the MTR, the network, Rob Lee. How you doing? How's it going, folks? How's it going, cats and kittens? And how's it going, guys? Thanks for welcoming me to the podcast. Oh. You're very welcome. Thanks for coming on. Yes, anytime. So I guess. Um, oh yes, go ahead, Ty. Well, I guess we'll. Well, I wish we don't, we usually have a preamble. But I guess we don't today. But <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just go right into the first segment, which is um, yeah. cliche the day. Yes. Um, and you know, for those that might not know, this isn't meant to be negative or derogatory. It's just things that pop up a lot in action movies. And uh, so what we have on our list for today is hanging onto a helicopter. So in a lot of movies, you know, a helicopter will be taking off. And rather than, I think, what a normal person might do and say, I'll catch up to him or, you know, you'll get him later. Our brave hero or sometimes a villain will just will hang on to the the (laughs) helicopter and sort of swing in the air for a while and attempt to get onto the helicopter. So, um, so. Hanging onto a helicopter, not to be confused with an exploding helicopter, where our buddy yeah. Will Slater. Uh, this is just not the exploding, just the hanging on. Um, so, an example, I think Beyond, oh no, Forgiveness, it starts Thomas Ian <laughs> Griffith. I think he jumps oh. on and Rugger Howard's, you know, on the uh, helicopter. That, that's the oh, there's so many examples. I think there's Above one? the Law, the one oh, with um, Cynthia Rothrock, there's a good oh, one in that. And and crank uh, Jason Statham isn't he hanging off the helicopter? Yes. <laughs> I, I think in uh, Police Story, Jackie Chan spent oh, yeah. forty five minutes hanging from a helicopter. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow, that's a long. It wouldn't time. surprise me. <laughs> um, the medallion is that actually worth watching? No one. <laughs> no, I've never seen the medallion or the tuxedo. So I or or um, what's that other one? Baby be bad or what's that one called? What? He has a baby. <laughs> oh, Robin B Hood. Oh, Robin, Robin B. B Hood. Yeah, I know that. Robin B Hood. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> well, how was Robin B Hood? <laughs> I didn't watch it. <laughs> okay, so we're okay, zero I'll... for three on these Jackie Chan movies here. I was gonna say Spy Next Door, but maybe no. I... <laughs> No one cares about that one either. So. <laughs> okay, would you would you say that one of those pinnacles of the helicopter hanging on scene was uh, obviously it's a it's a, it's a superhero movie, but when uh, friggin' Chris like Evans, Captain America, like literally pulls the helicopter, like oh, yeah, he's holding I saw that. the helicopter, is that like the pinnacle of his like he's hanging on to it, but also he's preventing it from leaving? That sounds like the <laughs> ultimate one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's certainly a new spin on it. You know, because usually they're just hanging <laughs> or sometimes climbing, but uh, yeah, a lot of times hanging. Only one person can hang on, though, right? It's like, can you get like five people to hang on? <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that. So it'd be like the expendables and like five of them are just hanging on to the helicopter. Yeah, it'd be like Stallone. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, well, and if one person can pull one down, I would imagine a group of people might be able to. Totally. um so unless there's more to say about that we go to the next we can very quickly go to the next uh uh which is um should have been an action star yeah so these are people that in their career should have done it but for whatever reason didn't 
and uh, have- Rob, I understand you have one. So, all right. <laughs> so I'll put it that way. Um, so I, I tried to make a uh, an attempt because I'm, I'm thinking of doing this like arc of uh, like like black action movies and hitting those. And as I stumbled across it, I was like, I need to look at um, Action Jackson again, the uh, 1988 <laughs> film with uh, the, the glorious Carl Weathers and yes. Vanity. Awesome. And the, the consent is Vanity, or Casita is Vanity, could have been, should have been an action star. <laughs> she has the look. She has minimal acting chops right there. Perfect. It's just like a level above. It's like not a lot. <laughs> and I feel like she can dance, so the choreography could work there. And the hair was very 80s. It could just be her yeah. on the cover wearing maybe um, something like a purple, like, gi or something as an homage slightly to Purple Rain or that whole Prince connection there. But also just throwing a kick, throwing a, a Cynthia Rothrock kind of kick. I think that could work for her. That's a great I agree, idea. and she got close a couple times. When, yes, she was in Action Jackson. I believe she was in Never Too Young to Die. Yeah, right. yeah, Neon City. There's <laughs> well, that's City. more of an obscure one, but that's a obscure one. So yeah. she's she's been in that DTV slash action world. She's flirted with it. She's gotten really close, but you're right. She's never kind of been front and center as the main action star. So I think that's a good pick. Yeah, <laughs> I can totally see this. Maybe at the end she has like a machine gun. And she's just she's just mowing down everyone. It's bigger she's than down. she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bigger than she is. <laughs> Um, and I mean, she doesn't really have to have a different name either. It's just like literally Vanity as Vanity. Yeah. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she can play Vanity or someone named Vanity or like with a different last name. Like in the movie, she could be like Vanity Jones or something. That sounds um, like an exploitation film. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. It should have come out in the 70s. Um, um, well, that kind of ties into ours. And I feel like yeah, I sense a buddy cop. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay, go ahead. I do want to mention the song. From Action Jackson, it's so catchy. I need action, do, 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 Jackson, <laughs> and you've got to pay the price. I just want to get to that part. Yeah, and I know you have to sing every episode, so why not that? Yeah. Um, Stay with the themes. Stay with the themes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, Madam X uh, did the song, from what I recall, and you know, they, they certainly did a great job because Ty can sing it at a moment's notice because it's so catchy. <laughs> Isn't there another one like uh, he turned me, turned me out? <laughs> I mean, just the, the the cover of that movie is just such a fire thing, and yeah. I mean, and, and even like the, the the clip that I sent over, which I was kind of yeah. you know uh, as reference to what I was looking at, I was like, it has everything that I look for within an action sequence. So once I started thought, take, thinking about like. If we could have switched it, that Vanity was in that position that Carl Weathers was in, and he was the one that was trying to get her out of that, I was like, how does that work? Is it like it does the same threat? The uh, the penis cut off threat still work? Does the dive <laughs> talk work? And the um does the amen, the chef kiss amen playing in the background work if Vanity is doing all of the uh the pugilism there? That'd be too it's good a, of an idea. Question. Yeah, it's too yeah no, it's a great question, and uh, I, you know. It, it, I can't help but think that if Vanity jumped over a car, that would be impressive. Yes. <laughs> or if anyone jumped over a car, for that matter. But uh, Action Jackson is one of a handful of movies where the main hero jumps over a car. So I think for that alone, it deserves praise. True, true. What's the, it's the showdown in Little Tokyo where Dolph jumped over the car. 
<laughs> oh, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, we, we both love it so much. Yeah. Um, I jumped over the car. That's under my pressure. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds a little sick. Um, oh, but, yeah. He, maybe he has a cold he, or something. He has a cold, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, go ahead. I, I like I like when people don't quite stick the landing of jumping over the car, but stick the landing and jumping through the windshield of the car, like Pat Morita in Collision Course. <laughs> That's the best thing I'm so glad you mentioned Collision Course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, as we always say, it's the movie where Jay Leno brutally slaughters people. That is true. That's true. At least five people. So no, uh, it will, it, uh, Randall Tex Cobb was one of them. He did shoot him with a, well, it wasn't a, wasn't a rifle, it was a handgun, but it's very powerful handgun. He blew him away. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and in all the artwork features Jay Leno with a gun very prominently. <laughs> it, it yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, why wasn't there a collision course, too? They set it up for a sequel. I mean, you know. Let's reboot it. Yeah. <laughs> we still get Leno. Yeah, we still get Leno. Uh, Marita. Eh, not, as much. <laughs> not as much. Not as much. We can get to fill this place. Is Victor gone yeah. too? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, that's, it's, hard to, it's hard for me to remember who's here and who isn't, you know? I know. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> oh, wait, we're supposed to mention our uh, connection. Well, I think we have a good if we do a buddy cop movie, I think we have a good person yes. to team up with Vanity, and that's Pebbles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Vanity and Pebbles are cops on the beat and um you know they uncover maybe uh maybe a drug gun. smuggling ring. Yeah. And Maybe gun smuggling, and then it turns out maybe one of the men they're involved with, maybe Pebbles, is involved, and she has torn loyalties. I'm doing this all off the top of my head, so uh. because I like because I like kind of punny things, what I would <laughs> want to have happen in it is one scene because you know one of the one of the things in it you you need to have. So I'm going to give you two actually. Okay, she runs right. up on someone that's one of the drug dealers, and he finds out that. You know, like she's dating the drug dealer and finds out that he's two timing her. So he rolls, she rolls up on the other girls like girlfriend. You have that stink of her song. <laughs> you gotta leave my Mercedes boy alone. Just two of her songs covered, and we have it, and we're all set. I can, and I what she's totally not going to do. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Ah, get it all. Get it all of it. <laughs> You kind of beat me to that. That's what I'm about to uh, say. Sorry, I didn't mean to, but I had to get it out. Sorry. No, no. I, I'm thinking of an action scene. Maybe she can maybe ram someone's head through a car. Um, <laughs> if you wow. don't expect that, maybe do some sort of really high kick. So like, yes. So yeah. And, uh, oh, and the poster. It's a good team though. Yeah. Maybe the poster could be like they're back to back of guns. I don't have a title. Maybe. Uh, what do you um, call porn loyalties? <laughs> well, no, it would have to be something. Oh, I don't know. You're putting me on the spot here. Yeah, I know. Benefit um, of the gun. So it looks- yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Straight to the heart. Straight to my heart. Straight to my heart. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, oh, and then maybe it could be like, because this would be made in like 1989. It could be like <laughs> bullet time. <laughs> and maybe she, someone, they both shoot a gun at the drug chieftain or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> It's like in slow motion. And there has to be a scene in a nightclub where yeah. one or both of them performs. Yes. 
like a classic is... episode of New York Undercover. Yes. <laughs> Such a great show. Was that Malik Yoba? Is Malik that... Yoba, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they should put that on DVD or anything. And Michael <laughs> DiLorenzo. It's <laughs> um, a great show. And then, oh, what's that other show? Remember Vengeance Unlimited? <laughs> what? What is that? It's a show of Michael Madsen. He's like uh, like a mercenary type guy. It was like on an ABC, kind of around the same time as New York Undercover, like uh, late 90s. This is amazing. Yeah, 98. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> or he had this other show called Big Apple. You remember, do you remember that one? I am obsessed uh, with Michael Madsen, basically. <laughs> Kathleen York, I'm Michael Madsen, and Vincent Unlimited. Yes. Um, what was the one with Ed O'Neill? Um, oh, it, Big Apple. Oh, that was Big Apple. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he, what's the other show? Ed O'Neill. Oh, well, Ed O'Neill, he should have been an action star too, Rob. Because he knows yeah. uh, Brazilian martial arts. Yes, he does. Yeah. So yes. I think, yeah. Now I'm glad you mentioned that. I, mean, we, I think we have mentioned that on the show before, but it, it bears repeating. Yeah, because he's, he's a black on... belt. Yeah. 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 And he's never used it. Like he didn't use it on Married with Children. He doesn't use it on. Well, it would be weird if he did, but it'd be <laughs> he didn't. He did, doesn't use it on Modern Family. It's like he has this amazing skill, but he never uses it. I mean, the closest he may have been, and this this is going like just like some pre Murray with Children work, but being on like Hunter and Equalizer and like Spencer for Hire, it's like you win all of these, just throw one karate chop or put someone in the Oma Plata or something, just one, just once, <laughs> even Miami Vice, just one time. That's, that's, I know, that's what we're I know. Saying. It's like just give me one punch, one kick. <laughs> you didn't even kick Dutch or punch Dutch. <laughs> and he was a pop star boil. No, but uh, so yeah, that was good. And I was thinking, um, you know, say they're, you know, hunting down the main drug chieftain, as Ty puts it, and they're in a nightclub. It's an 80s nightclub. So everyone's in this sort of 80s garb and there's they're playing an 80, 80s. Or, well, one of them's performing, say Pebbles is performing on the stage and Vanity is kind of investigating the scene. Even though she's in her role as a cop, she could get up on stage and start singing with with Pebbles. I think that would be something. A little impromptu duet. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, in, in, Fred, in every Fred Williamson movie, there is a scene in a nightclub. So it could be kind of after that fashion. Even the kill, the kill reflex. Fred Williamson oh, yeah. is the kill reflex. Yeah. <laughs> like he's the kill reflex. Yeah. Well, his name is Soda Cracker, but and they <laughs> forgot to retitle it, so it's so that's it's supposed to be you know Fred Williamson is Soda Cracker, but it's now Fred <laughs> Williamson is the Kill Reflex. So <laughs> that cover so someone, is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Is that the one with the? Oh, sorry. It's it's on Tubi right now. Look, I'm just adding this to my watch list. This is gonna be great. <laughs> oh yeah, you're in for a treat. And I just ordered a Fred Williamson movie from Amazon, uh, Down and Dirty. Uh, <laughs> David Carradine and Gary Busey and is that it? <laughs> There's like two other people. Is that Jim Brown? Oh uh, no, that's On the Edge. Oh, On the Edge. You should, Rob. You should, if you haven't, you should see On the Edge because. It, it has an amazing cast and something happens at the end of the movie that I won't dare spoil, but something pretty great. And if you like Fred Williamson and um, 
and Jim Brown and Jim Brown's his awesome hair in it, right? I think you're thinking of Ron O'Neill. Oh. I think he, um, his hair is... I, yeah. At the end, of, I, I, it's hard to remember these movies. The cast is so similar in both movies. Yeah, because Fred would reuse these casts and... Um, <laughs> of course yeah. he would. Yeah. <laughs> and he has, oh, Night Vision. Do you ever see that one? It's uh, Cynthia Rothrock and Fred Williams. He has these great songs. That like, sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah, Dakota Smith. It's like, Dakota Smith. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's yeah, and you're 12 steps away. Yeah, yes. this is a singing right, podcast. Dakota Smith series because he played Dakota Smith in a lot of movies, or at least five or six, if not more. So, <laughs> wow, or, I, yeah. I'm just kind of right now just looking through like Fred Williamson's like filmography, mm-hmm. and I want the box set of Black Cobra right now. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. That would be amazing if they did that. There, there should be a Blu-ray box set of all three. Any box set. Beta. <laughs> but the first Black Cobra is so awesome. It's Cobra. You know, it's the same plies, the Stallone Cobra, except it's Fred Williamson doing it. It's it's amazing. Cobra Negro. Wow. <laughs> it is Italian, so let's cut him a little slack there, but yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of it either way. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, and there's two and three where he goes to uh, Manila in the third one. He just, you know, shoots a bunch of people. It, it's not it's not really a Cobra knockoff anymore after the third one. But they did keep the title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're trying um, to get to the, uh, the subject of the day. Which is, <laughs> uh, which is video store memories. So yes. I guess our fourth, the best uh, way to start this. Oh, yes, well, Ty. Before, before, yeah, this is our fourth uh, one, right? Fourth installment. Is it? Or is it the fifth oh. one? Oh, oh, I'll check. figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not important right now, but we do want to get, you know, people's video store memories on the record in this ongoing series. Um, so I guess my first question for Rob would be, where did you grow up and what video stores did you frequent and what do you remember about them? Yeah. Um, so born and raised Baltimore, Maryland, East Side, let's go. Uh, regularly, I would happen upon video stores through through my dad. Um, he was a big like action movie guy. And literally, awesome. if if it had John claude Van Damme in it, Jeff Speakman, <laughs> someone of that eight, basically anything with A plus action, but C plus writing, my dad was here for it. So... <laughs> The places wow. we would go to, after our own heart, he, he gets it, and we would do the the janky like I'm gonna get this videotape, and I'm gonna have it, I'm gonna record the video so I could keep it for later. So <laughs> when we when we moved, this is like early '90s when we moved into like um our um, new house in like the 2000s, we had all these boxes of VHS tapes, and some of them were in like blockbuster cases, or we had here um Earl's Video, which was the precursor to blockbuster. <laughs> And um, we later went to Hollywood video, but we hated it. We we were like, look, back to blockbusters. That's the loyalty there. Um, but yeah, it was just always every Friday, hit it there. We're going to get four like cheesy action movies. I remember distinctly um, what, uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo. Um, and nice. I remember how much I enjoyed that sexy decapitation scene in the beginning. It gets a chef's kiss oh, from me. Uh, <laughs> and... What was it? What was the uh, the one? Um, we loved Double Impact because I have a younger brother. And, uh, you know, whenever there's brothers, we always try to do this debate of 
which brother are you? And I think my brother early on was telling me I was the jerk brother that was the the, the, the Van Dam with the uh, the boat and the girlfriend. I was like, at least I got a girl, you know. That's what good here. Yeah, Ty and I have that discussion all the time. Yeah, uh, I, I, we switch around all the time. Um, I I don't play. I don't punk Bison. That's the wrong movie. But it's just, you know, so. Um, so you did say something that I kind of want to go back to, which is what did you say the precursor to Blockbuster was? Oh. Um, it was um, Errol's video. The uh, They had this membership card that is odd. Like, uh, I talked with my dad recently, and he's like, I still have He said he still has it. And uh, it, was an, it was a card that I think this was the precursor. Blockbuster expanded and bought out all of the um, Earl's videos that were oh, around. And uh, their mm. colors were like basically like like 80s Burger King colors. They were yellow and red. <laughs> That's cool. I still remember <laughs> it. I didn't, I didn't it. it was definitely a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so that was a mom and pop place. And then Blockbuster just kind of bought it. Yeah, Blockbusters just kind of bought it, and they they expanded. I forget who the owner was of Blockbusters, but it's someone that like whoever owned the Florida Marlins, like uh, Wayne Huizenga, I think owned uh, Blockbusters or what have you. So in that expansion, it was just like every other smaller place at that time, and it seemed to be mostly Arrows that was a chain. It's like you're now being um, taken in like the Borg and like Star Trek. <laughs> so Errols is it E R R O L S? I think it. I think it's E. It might be one R. Oh, okay. E R O L apostrophe S. Yes, and I believe the dude that owned it was uh, the original guy was Greek. I think that's the uh, story. Interesting. So, so that was a local chain around the Baltimore area. Um. So Errols Video. Um. They were. It was a Turkish immigrant actually. Um. <laughs> And it refers to three companies that he had. Uh, it was in Virginia, D.C., Baltimore, so kind of in this mid-Atlantic hub. And they were sold to Blockbusters for $40 million in 1990. He started it in 1980. Wow, so he ended up doing pretty well on that deal. Yeah. I love nice if, That's nice, because if they have all these great action movies, I wonder what else would he have. Because you, you, hmm, if they have Jeff Speakman, that's pretty good. So it's well, like, the mom and pops tended to get some of the weirder and more offbeat titles. Yeah. And um, well, another thing you said that's interested me, which uh, when you kind of reluctantly went over to Hollywood video and you guys didn't like it, what didn't you like about it as opposed to Blockbuster or Errol's? Um, I, I think mostly with uh, Hollywood, it's just that the layout just wasn't as inviting. Like I, when I go to a video store or anything like that, I look for that setup that's very similar to that sequence from Last Action Hero. And Hollywood Video just really didn't give me that. It was no cutouts. It, it, it just seemed like it was a gimmick more than I want to go there and just get videos and I want to talk to a guy that's going to hate me and I want to get a package <laughs> and I want to get popcorn. And it was just certain things they just didn't have there. And I'm a loyalist. It's like, look, I'm rocking with the blues. You would think I'm a gang member. I'm rocking with the blue of Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> and it just it just wasn't the experience I was looking for ultimately, and um, I had taste as a child, so yes. <laughs> well, clearly, because from what I remember of going to Hollywood Video, it was it was kind of sterile. It was very corporate, you know. It was. Yeah. Well, did know, I ever tell you that I interviewed for a job at Hollywood Video? Didn't get it. <laughs> and it was it was on these like dual interviews. You, it's like you have three people in a room, and then they ask you, well. What do you think about video stores and working at a video store? 
And then it was ridiculous. The, the questions were, you know, asinine. Like, I just want to work um, and with movies. Yeah. Funny, I, I interviewed... Oh, you sorry, interviewed, um, too. I interviewed for Blockbuster Video as a oh. as an adult, and um, <laughs> uh, I want to say this was like right, I think I was a uh, maybe a junior in college, and mm. I went there wearing a suit, so right there I'm already disqualified, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they just kept telling me it was like yeah we understand it you know movie history you know your movies and all of that stuff, and I was like yeah 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 I took a few film <laughs> classes, and I was like I'm just burying myself deeper and deeper to be unqualified, <laughs> and she was like yes yeah, I think you're vastly overqualified for this job, and I was like huh, guess I'm out then. <laughs> you think they would want someone like that but you know like what's the alternative like if you showed up looking like a slob and said you didn't know anything about movies like then they would have taken you like that's kind of you know backwards very and and i, I also interviewed for blockbuster back in 2007 and he's like what do you want to be in 10 years like well not here it's like <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you're supposed to say I just, that but, I, I thought it i thought it but uh, it was like it was this close to being said you know, get away with those blockbuster pants. Yes. Yeah, so, um, uh, now, I, they have official blockbuster pants, and we've tried to get to the bottom of this, but uh, we haven't gotten that far. But there is a, a very specific certain thing they want you to wear called blockbuster pants. That sounds great. I want a pair of dead stock blockbuster pants. I, that, that might be a Halloween costume for me. Like I'm, I'm a zombie from like blockbusters or something. I, that would be amazing. But, uh, a whole bowl of candy, you know? Yeah. Oh well, uh, but Ty, when you did that Hollywood video interview, did some guy you were interviewing with say Rush Hour? Oh yeah. Rush Hour movie two was his favorite time. movie. Yeah. Wait, of all time. <laughs> of all time, like, yeah, what are your favorite movies of all time? The guy said Rush Hour 2. I had to think of, I was trying to be classy. I think I maybe just said Goodfellas or something. But he said Rush Hour 2. It's like, huh, interesting choice. It's, it's like, not as good as Rush Hour 1. I mean, like, no. <laughs> I don't think, Rush Hour 3 out yet? No, I don't think, maybe it was coming out soon back then. But the, Rush Hour 2? <laughs> yeah, Rush Hour 2. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to imagine that being someone. I mean, I've never seen it, full disclosure, but it's still hard for me to imagine it being someone's favorite movie of all time. I mean, only, Sequels are hard. Sequels are hard yeah. to be your favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I'm a really bad sequel on that. <laughs> well, Godfather 3, that's my favorite. You know? Yeah. Well, you said you were trying to be classy. Maybe you should have said Godfather 3. You would have gotten I, the job. Wow. <laughs> I should say Goodfellas 2. Because that's, that's also not that's real. You just make up movies. Is that what you're yeah. saying? <laughs> oh. And now I turn your back, my back on you, Godfathers too. <laughs> hey, go fellas, you go fellas, you. Sorry, wow, wow. I transposed and combined it. Um, or you know, uh, you could have said Surf Two, oh, surf. which surf. Uh, which is just the name of the movie, and there is no Surf One. Um, <laughs> but uh, moving on, um, okay. So you, uh, so you had your tapes and you kind of dubbed your tapes. So how do you do that? Did you have two VCRs set up, or how did you how did you make your copies? So in, in a black household, <laughs> we Please tell us. Had, this. We don't know. We we uh, at least in my household back in the uh, late '80s, early '90s, uh, we had a lot of like 
extra like really expensive recording equipment despite being towards the lower end of the poverty line so it's just like oh we have like stereos and extra vcrs and like subwoofers i was like do i just live in a production studio is that what we do here like I'm eating cereal all day, but we have all of this equipment. So yeah, it was either the double stacked um, recorders. My dad had the whole tracking setup. He's like, do not touch these recorders at all. And the kicker was when he would, um, so we would watch the movies initially, and then he would replay them with no one in the room. No one could be in the room when he was doing his dub or his re-record of the movies. And I was just like, huh. And then they got to the point where we had an upgrade that he bought a um, personal uh, with that, that rewinder that you just rewind and it's battery powered. So on the wow. way back, because we're, we're pressed for time, he would pop the uh, the tape, the, the VHS into that rewinder while we're in the car, hit it to blockbusters to drop off the uh, the tapes in the little slots. And I'm just like, this is a process that you've created. This is a janky process. <laughs> I, I'm impressed that he I had a battery-powered rewinder, and he would rewind stuff on the go. I, that, to me, is so amazing. It's ingenuity. It's just like, you know, East Baltimore ingenuity. Um, <laughs> look, man, we got to get this back. So uh, we got to get China like... O'Brien back, because every everything yeah. was yes. with Rock was China O'Brien. So <laughs> that's what we were doing. Um, well, I appreciate that he, you know, a lot of people wouldn't maybe even bother to rewind, but at least he cared enough to rewind. I, I think that's respectful. He was kind. And rewind. Yeah, he was kind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my my um, dad was a finesser and a gen- is a finesser and a gentleman, so he gets it. Uh, and he loved action, so damn straight. <laughs> uh, so it, it sounds like you guys were fans of Cynthia Rothrock a lot. Yeah. Um. Cynthia Rothrock, uh, that that was like the one like that was my that was my dad that was my dad's like that's that's his girl. It's like uh, like I want to see her beat someone's ass while she's wearing like, yeah. her blonde hair. And um, like I said, Jeff Speakman, we had like the perfect weapon, anything Van Dam. And I remember we thought we watched all of the Van Dam stuff. He he didn't really like Stallone. He liked Arnold Schwarzenegger, but didn't really like Stallone. Um, but the Van Dam stuff was to go to. And I remember I felt like I was lied to later um because we thought we'd watch all of them him my brother and i we would sit there watch all these van damme movies and each one that would come out it's like we're watching it's like van damme has been a twin in five different movies we're watching it um (laughs) then then later in life later in life i want to say i was maybe like 22 or 23 and he was like uh junior you haven't seen this one and it was like black eagle and I was like, hold up, whoa, 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 what's this? And he's like, this is technically not really Van Damme's movie. I was like, he's on the cover. He's like, this is Shokasagi's movie. And I was just like, what is this conversation we're having? It was like being told that you're adopted. That's what it was for me. That was the experience with me and my Van Damme. Well, well, that's what's good about you know video stores in general is that you know you will find like an uncover a hidden gem. Like even though he was a dedicated Van Damme follower, it's like wait a minute, what's this? Black Eagle. I mean, you can still kind of find these little gems here and there. Yeah, does, totally. Does, doesn't Black Eagle Van Damme wears like uh, suspenders, no shirt? Probably. He was supposed to be Russian. His name was Alexei, so I believe that was his outfit. Okay, it was. <laughs> now, now, how dedicated of a Van Dam family were you? Like, did you rent Breakin to see Van Dam, or because um, that was, you know, technically, I think his first American appearance, as you know, when he, in the scene where they're breaking, I think it's in like Venice Beach or whatever, um, and he's wearing a wrestling singlet just like as his everyday wear. So 
here's the thing. <laughs> um, now, that would have been in my mom's list because Breaking was like a, a hip hop movie, right? And or yeah. a breakdancing movie that, within that culture. So it was that double dip, like where that would be the movie that my mom would say out of the 10 times we would go to like Blockbuster or, or like Earl's or what have you. That would be the one movie that she would get that or something like in her vein, that Purple Rain, something music related. And um, so when we saw that, like, is that Van Damme right there? It was like a double dip. It's like my dad got his satisfaction while my mom got what she wanted. So, yeah, it, it was a win. That, that definitely sounds like the perfect movie for the household. <laughs> um, well, um, too. He's not in that, unfortunately. No, but I think by that time he was you know his star was rising and he was probably doing kickboxer or whatever yeah totally totally um uh, yeah that was a uh, electric boogaloo right which yeah. is always oh, yes. the sequel title for any movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course <laughs> it um, could be anything it'd be goodfellas 2 electric boogaloo i know goodfellas 2 and you and your goodfellas 2 again um, well it <laughs> is also the name of that great canon films documentary um, which everyone should electric see. Boogaloo. They, well, it was called Electric Boogaloo. The what the story of Electric Boogaloo? It's the wild untold story of Canon Films. So that's that's insane. I, I'm just looking at it. Electric Boogaloo two came out seven months after Electric Boogaloo. I mean, it, it, it was breaking. So it was well, like in the same year both movies came out. Huh? They must have been filmed at the same time, or it's like. <laughs> I mean, Canon. You know, they had to. They have to get stuff out quickly. Like if something's a success, they have to follow it up. Like that Lombada movie you just bought. Like, oh wait, Lombada's hot. Rush release a Lombada movie because yep, that's, that's that. what they did. <laughs> the Forbidden Dance is Lombada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Now, you, when you, you were. Go? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry go. No, Brett, go no, ahead. No, go ahead. You, you go, Ty. Okay. I was gonna say, did you go see Van Damme in the theater, or you just waited for video? Uh, let's see. Um, I think it was very rare that we saw because we we didn't have the 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 money for that. I believe. Um, yeah. As I'm looking at just these movies, it's like going through like it's like looking through a yearbook, right? But <laughs> I don't think we seen we saw any of these in theaters. We would always like everything from like what Bloodsport to <laughs> I think. But sudden death? Knockoff? Oh, knockoff. Oh, I wasn't oh, mentioning knockoff. Knock off. Okay. We went all the way up to that, and uh, huh. at least that we were all watching together, and then it was like, maybe even The Legionnaire. And when we got to like <laughs> 98, so we had a solid 10 years of Van Damming, and wow. we saw all of them at home. It was just like, alright, Van Damme's got a new one out, let's see what he's doing. He's fighting <laughs> in a tournament right here, and <laughs> the quest. Um, uh, he's he's wearing a monocle right here, and is that Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> yeah, Universal Soldier. Yeah. Let's go. Yes. Um, uh, so the question I was going to ask is, was yeah, anything off limits? Like, did you ever, when you were at the video store, like, did you ever want to rent something, and your parents said no? Um, no, no, no. Because uh, literally, when it came down to what the taste was, um, they they would generally. <sighs> It was one movie. It was one movie that we just couldn't do, and it was more so because of the language, not the violence. Like, put it this way: I, when when the original RoboCop came out, which is super violent, I was two years old, and I saw it when I was probably two years old. Uh, and my, we grew up. I grew up watching like Friday the Thirteenth movies, which are always also super violent. Um. So my parents' biggest thing was uh, language. So the only thing I re really recall not being able to rent 
because uh, we would see something like, oh, there's black people on there. What's this about? It was Harlem Nights. We could not get Harlem oh. Nights. <laughs> there's so, a lot of that Richard Pryor language. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, nah, that's a that's a no. But this movie where someone's getting shot in the face, we're all set. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> that guy gets destroyed by ED two oh nine. It's like that right. was fine. His to, his chest looks like wet tomatoes. Look like he was comedian being thrown at on stage. Nah, we're good. <laughs> well, that's always something that's well is interesting just in kind of American culture is that you know when it comes to nudity or even some sexual content like that's bad. Like like looking at a beauty is bad. Like a beautiful woman that's bad. But yet people being decapitated, eviscerated, and just destroyed that's okay like that's okay that to me that's an interesting um the perspective on things yeah that's um it's similar to uh watch as kind of documentary kind of I, I don't really know what to call it but it was uh it was uh james franco he did this thing called interior leather bar and he was basically filling in the missing scenes he thought would have been in the movie cruising and um, he, he literally talked about that. Did that huh? but he, but he literally talked about that. Like we have an issue with sex in this country, and ultimately, it's a that's supposed to make you feel good. He's like, but you can have all of this violent stuff out there, and we show it at its most gratuitous. But if we see too much of we see too much of a nipple on the screen for too long, then that's an issue, and it, it's really weird. And even the way sometimes you watch a movie, and I've been around people. I see what people do. If someone is at your door, knocking at your door, I'm not, for the most part, if it's like a rushed thing, I'm not getting up and looking for my full tracksuit to put on. I'm going to put on a robe or something. It's gonna, it feels less normal. It feels contrived. Right, right. No, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, so that's interesting. And I feel like, you know, maybe people who listen to this in other countries will can chime in on this, but I feel like it's the opposite in Europe. Like in Europe, they don't like violence, but they're kind of more okay with sex. And in the in the U.S., it's the opposite. So it's kind of like a difference between the two cultures. Totally. Um, so I'm trying to think if, if there's anything else. I mean, I, I think those are all the questions I have. But if there's anything more that we didn't ask, um, I mean, I was let me something. let me think here. Let's see. So. Besides Van Damme, did you so Stallone was out, but what about Dolph? Did you did you watch a lot of Dolph? So or, uh, uh what is it? Um I, I think I saw a recent post on within my feed for uh this this delightful movie called Dark Angel or I Come in Peace. Oh, so yes. we were definitely Dolph, uh definitely we loved the original Punisher. Yeah, that's my oh, yeah. favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> I rewatched it recently. I was like, this movie is ridiculous. Yeah. And but I still remember as a kid like liking it so much. Um one movie that that we really dug. Um and it gets it gets the uh I guess the thug tears going because again it's about <laughs> brothers was um Best of the Best. We watched the entire series. <laughs> that was just like whenever there was a new one, it's like Tommy's back. Like, yo, we gotta get Best <laughs> yeah, of the Best. There's four of them, yeah. Yeah. It's like, what was it? Uh, my dad's favorite line from now, I think it was Chris Penn's. It's like, knock him like a toilet seat, Tommy. That was my dad's favorite line. <laughs> um, that was in the first one or second one? That was in the first one, I believe. Oh, okay. uh, and I, 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 because I always wanted to be the heel between my brother and I, because I'm the older brother, I was like, look, I'm Day Han. And, you know, it was just kind of like that. He's like, so you have to lose an eye. I was like, look, we're not doing all that. <laughs> Um, the second well, one, because has Brackus. Yeah, did you identify with Brackus at all? Yeah. 
I I did not. I, I was only I was only for everything else after that is like this is less canon for me. This is less yeah. canon. It's gonna be the first one. If I don't see uh um my one of my future doppelgangers, if I don't see James Earl Jones in it, then it doesn't count to me. <laughs> well, so, so then you must have liked um uh the one with Thomas and Griffith um excessive oh. force excessive force excessive force yes because um, James Earl Jones is in that and he's kind yeah. of like the, um, Tom T.I.G. buddy yeah he plays the piano I think they're both like jazz musicians and they you know, yeah. that's, a, that's a great movie <laughs> Um. also I want to say like we, we would hit on some of the stuff that kind of had that sci-fi flavor to it mm. Um. another thing that we, we really dug like it, it pretty much is not purely like action because I don't think action movies are always limited to guns and, and boobs or what have you. However, we do love guns and boobs. And um Desperado was everywhere. Like that was just that was just mah, just we're always there for Desperado. It was great. And you know, we all fell in love with Salma Hayek. So yes, Desperado was on there. Um, that was great. Or yeah. a broken arrow? I'm trying to think of other nineties uh broken classics. Arrow. <laughs> That's like I feel like that's the precursor a little bit to like, I always kind of get those confused because of the timing of them like uh Broken Arrow because what Howie Long was in that right and yeah. uh and then Face Off that seems like it's in that same vein well yeah because John Woo yeah and then what did you see Firestorm with Howie Long <laughs> no <laughs> well um, as you know Howie Long has a square head. So his head's square. His head is geometrically square. If you look up a picture of the box art to that, you'll be like, oh, wow, his head is square. Um, yeah, but anyway, if you like Howie Long, this is the Howie Long starring vehicle that you might want to check out. I'll, I'll give it a watch. Uh, I'll say uh, one or two quick more. Uh, we loved Hard Target, uh, obviously Van Damme. Um, Rapid Fire, Brandon Lee's. Oh, yeah. I love and, Rapid Fire. Unarmed it, and extremely dangerous. That's that's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. <laughs> Power's booth. Uh, there was there was one more. I think um Don the Dragon Wilson. We liked him as well. Oh yeah. Now we're talking. I mean, definitely. I, that you're speaking our language with all this. I mean, this is the stuff we love, and I do think Don the Dragon does deserve a place with everyone else you mentioned. Um, well, at your video store, uh, Errol's, were yeah. there yeah. like a bunch of like martial arts sections or like do you remember oh, what you saw? Section. <laughs> um, er- Errol's is a little foggier because it's 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 definitely late eighties, oh. but I, mm-hmm. I would say um, I would say yeah. Um, I, yeah. I do remember uh the the action sequences, but I think it was more of an emphasis on the here's the old like martial arts, here's your pie made beer, oh, something, okay. <laughs> yeah, that kind of kind of deal or what have you. The other stuff was kind of listed in there, and it's kind of thriller or, or crime drama what have you but we don't know they really are it's just like this is an action movie right right <laughs> and, they sneak in, oh no i got you off brett go ahead oh no no go ahead i'm just saying something they sneak in action movies in the drama section Absolutely. or the comedy section well yeah because it's not like the people either who run the store know exactly what everything is or someone might just put something in the wrong place but yeah you, you that's why you have to look you really have to keep your eyes peeled because you never know what you're going to find Right. I definitely want to go back to Don the Dragon with you for a second, because when you when you saw Blood Fist, he's like, "There's Blood Fist 8? It's like, <laughs> or did you think it was like Blood Sport? Yeah. Like, there's so many freaking Blood Fist movies. It's like it never ends. I'm I'm looking at like this movie 
that's called Future Kick. Oh, and just watched that recently. Yeah. The cover yeah. of it, the tile of it is clearly Terminator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but imagine the Terminator with, like, no budget. Yeah. I mean, no budget. And no Chris Penn it. Wait, what? <laughs> they don't really use him that much. They don't use yeah, him very much. He's like a robot, and you're like minimal Chris Penn. Yeah, you don't get a lot of Chris Penn. Fair, um, that's fair. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm fine but with it, that. You know, it, it might be a one-time watch for you, but I don't go in expecting anything too great. Wait, there's that Chris Penn action movie, kind of actually, Sacred Cargo. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's him and Martin Sheen as brothers. <laughs> that's very believable i'm i'm looking this up right now oh my god <laughs> a, a trailer from 19 whenever i get to a movie that has a runtime less than 90 minutes i start having questions <laughs> really because i started becoming interested it's like oh this is only going to take me 79 minutes to watch okay i, I give it you know more of a, a, a you know not more of a chance but like more of a i, I move, move it up in my mind like okay i can watch this quickly you know and also has the great JT Walsh in it as well. Yeah, it's a yes. movie because uh, I've seen it. It's uh, well, Chris Penn, you know, he has kind of like we'll, we'll say a dad bod, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not a traditional action star, but it's yeah. not really a traditional action movie either. It's no, a little, it's, it's sort of a, yeah, it's like a drama. Explain. It is hard to explain, but it's, if you can find it, I mean, it's yeah. certainly worth a watch. I think he might jump out of a window. Um, for action, or not just he just jumped out of a window just to kill himself. They jumped out of the window just for action purposes. So. Um, <laughs> now, is there Chris Penn foo in the movie? Or? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Chris Penn foo. Yeah. Yeah. We we always try to do that when there's like why he's doing some sort of foo, you know? So there's Chris Penn foo or Jay Leno foo, you know? <laughs> um, um, Roy Scheider foo. Yeah. Oh, do you ever see Roy Scheider foo? Give me the example of this. This is the movie called The Rage, starring Lorenzo Lamas. He and I have the same birthday, by the way. Lamas and you? Well, not like here, obviously, because I'm younger, but still. uh, (laughs) He's a Jan 20 guy, so I was like, anything Lorenzo Lamas used to watch Renegade all the time, so I'm here for it. (laughs) Yes, Renegade's the best. He's talking about Renegade all day. uh, You can talk about the many differences between Reno Reigns and Vince Black. Yeah. <laughs> Reno Reigns. Oh, that's yeah. a great name. <laughs> Wait, that was his cover, right? I always get that mixed up. Vince Black was his real name, and then Reno Reigns was his cover name? I forget. <laughs> or is it the other way around? <laughs> it might be the other way around. It's like, uh, Lamas, did you see a lot of Lamas uh, back in the 90s? Um, with not not really. Um, hmm. mostly TV. Like we were doing a lot of uh, like I said, uh, like Renegade. I, I I'm looking at his his IMDb a little bit here, mm-hmm. and I remember Snake Eater and Snake Eater Two. Uh, <laughs> I remember him being there. I don't remember like I definitely need to watch this. I was like, this is the, this is the uh, Renegade guy. I think I'm all set. That was kind of my energy <laughs> towards Lorenzo <laughs> Lamas. That's a great way. So, but but to clarify that, that meant you you were getting like your daily allowance of of llamas like you didn't feel you needed any more it was the um ll vitamin yes yeah <laughs> it's like riboflavin absolutely i was getting everything i needed yeah. <laughs> because you know some of his dtv movies are really good like if you watch them now i think you probably like them like um 
uh, Ty, what's the one? Yeah, Bad Blood and Blood for Blood. Because <laughs> um, those are like really good 90s DTV action movies that, you know, that they're really definitely worth seeking out. Especially Bad Blood, because he does Wait, something. Well, go ahead. Oh, he does something we mentioned no, no, before. Oh, yeah. No, but anyway, go ahead. Well, here's the thing that is a kind of interesting uh, full circleness back to uh, uh, that Action Jackson thing from earlier. So in that in that scene, um, Branscom Richmond is the guy yes. holding the knife, which is also a renegade. <laughs> yes. It's well, a Johnny Six. Oh no, Bobby Six Killer. That's a great name. That's a great name. That's, yeah, that's a, that's Why can that be seven. all of our names? Why can't we use yeah. Bob Six Killer? Brett Fitzgiller, <laughs> Ty Fitzgiller. That might be my name for this next season of the podcast. Because like, yeah. uh, when we first started, it was uh, Bobby Good Times because I was always drinking and I was like, I'm a little too much fun, so let me scale back. <laughs> I love you have aliases. Uh, gotta have them. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll explain that later when we do our kind of plugs. You could explain, you know, kind of what we were talking about off air. Um, but oh, it's and and also in Viper, aka Bad Blood. Um, I guess I'll just say it. Lamas jumps over a car. Oh, so that that, that yeah. gives it yet another full circle meaning. So uh, of something. But we you have to see how here. he does it. Because... Yeah, it's it's magic on film. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you will laugh. I mean, I think you might. We all fell on the floor laughing when we saw that. <laughs> yeah. So. It, yeah. Oh well. It, what's interesting about this? Oh, it has two blood. names. Bad blood in America. It's called bad blood. In the UK, it's called Viper. Gotcha. So, it, it's around. I think. <laughs> you should definitely check it out. You, you should. I. I think you would like it a lot, especially that one scene. Okay. It's worth it just for that one scene. Um, um, and you'll know the scene we mean when it comes on your screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to rhyme all that, but, you know. Uh, MC Brett. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think. Is there anything else? Is there anything else you want to say about the video? So, so, so maybe kind of going towards the end. So you were – it kind of went from Errols to Blockbuster to Hollywood to what? Then you did at that point it was all streaming and and no video stores at all. And is that uh, how it went for you? Uh, so we we went back to Blockbuster. We we were looking for like you know pretty much a thing at the time uh, when we considered leaving Blockbusters and uh, having a entanglement with um, Hollywood Video. We stepped <laughs> out on uh, on Blockbusters a little bit because the cost was a bit higher to rent, and we were just looking for. And eh, what what does this other place have in mind and have available? And I think at this point we were moving towards DVDs and we would always just buy stuff. So it was me going to Walmart or me going to Circuit City or uh, going to uh, Best Buy or what have you. But when it came to like renting stuff, we were still going to Blockbusters up until Netflix just became uh, the thing. And we would get right. a DVD from Netflix and it made it a much different experience. It was more solo watching as opposed to kind yeah. of watching and it lost that um that bonding thing and that gets missed because it's not purely you're watching the movie, you're watching the movie with other people and you're you're having a good time. Um I remember one movie and I'm and I'm not sure if you guys have seen it. You may have. Um one of the names they use is uh, Hustle and Heat. Oh, is like that with uh 
Dwayne Martin, Vivica A. Fox, right? Yes, and with the exploding yeah. tampon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jada Kiss. Yes. So <laughs> this was a movie I watched with an ex-girlfriend and her family, and that was the closest thing that I got back to watching, like, you know, a cheesy action movie with some suspicious story elements that, <laughs> you know, it was like I'm, I'm around like in a, in a family setting and we're kind of enjoying that. And, you know, coming to that, that was like probably 10 or 11 years ago at this point. And usually it's just solo watching now because of streaming. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because I do think that's sort of a negative development in our society. It's It's gone from that sort of happy kind of communal experience where you can communicate with people like, you know, at the time in real time to just kind of watching stuff by yourself. It's different. You're right. It's a different experience. And I don't think it's necessarily for the better. I I agree. I I think, um, I think when you, especially now, right. With, uh, uh, theaters having issues that they're having and for the most part not being open, at least here, um, it, you you lose some of that like I, I i will hear people when they watch movies of different eras different generations it's like man you know that scene when this happened like in the, what is it the the dark night when uh, the pencil trick happens and just everyone kind of loses their minds or what have you it's like you get a version of that you get in in terms of wrestling for sake of argument you get that pop and it's hard for you to get that pop of that mark out moment when you're watching the movie by yourself you're watching it in my opinion almost like a critic you're almost just like watching like i've paid for this i'm doing this i hope this is good as opposed to you're there with a group of people you have limited expectations and you're you're kind of enjoying the the communal aspect of it aspect of it you're you're enjoying just that fraternal that fellowship thing that's going on because you're here with other people who may have some degree of fandom towards this thing and it's like, oh, I found a tribe. I found people that get it. And let's watch this and let's enjoy this together. And I think that is a bit of a, a detriment. In some instances, they're trying to do these let's watch and watch along kind of things. So it's funny for video stores kind of dying out and, and wrapping up and all of that stuff that we're still trying to bring back that flavor that um, was right. around in the uh, 80s and up to the 2000s. Right. No, I, I think that's very well said. Point. And yeah, it's very yeah. It's an amazing point. Cause we want, do we want theaters back or do we, or do we just want to you know, live on zoom? I think we want theaters back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, given that choice, certainly. And, but you're right. You, you, like you said, you made an interesting point about people yeah. of different, maybe ages, uh, you know, generations, you get their perspective, you know, you get different perspectives right then and there. If you're watching by yourself, you know, you have your own perspective, but you're not exposed to the other perspectives around you. And I do think that gives context to things and and, and meaning to things. And I, I do think that's important. Absolutely. Um, I, one of the things I enjoy doing, because I like to troll people on occasion, and <laughs> I, uh, I, I sometimes going to like comedy movies i i would i would acknowledge that a movie a scene or a joke or whatever is kind of funny in a movie i would make sure i laugh after everyone else has stopped laughing <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it would work it would be great it's like can you stop it's like no <laughs> so would that would that be a genuine laugh or would you just do that just to troll people I would give them the rocket raccoon laugh and get accused of that being a fake laugh all the time. So yes, it was a fake laugh. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember what movie you did that for? Was it? Uh... it uh, so this is uh, what is it? 2007 or 2008? I believe the first time I did it, and I did it actively, was super bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. 
so then you it's funny you you were kind of annoying you know comedy uh, viewers which is kind of interesting is you'd think it would be something else you know like um like a sci-fi movie, like Congo or I don't know, something or sphere or some movie like that. But no, it was super bad. That's kind of interesting. Well, you gotta, you gotta uh, troll people sometimes. It's just like, it, it's, what makes things interesting? And it was real time trolling. It wasn't online trolling. It was real life trolling. I do all you know, of my stuff live and in person. It, it, it's yeah. improv trolling. It's improv trolling. <laughs> live trolling. It's a good idea. It's like, that could that be an be idea show. for a show. Like well, a TV show. Well, live PD, that's out. So now we have live what? trolling. Well, it would be like like Impractical Jokers or something like that. Oh. Where it'd be like, you know. Um, well, that's how I'm seeing it when we pitch this show to the network. Yeah, you know, when we get on the horn with Hollywood or whoever. Uh, <laughs> with with big with big television or whatever, uh, we'll get that yeah. sorted. You just call <laughs> TV. You know, hello, yeah. TV. Yeah. I want to... <laughs> Um, Can you put television well, on the line, please? Thank you. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> well, I know they listen to uh, this show because, you know, we just had ideas like this that kind of spontaneously bubble up. And I know they're listening. So, um, you know, like there's big pharma, there's big TV. So, yeah. Like, big screen TV. Well, and as I've always said, uh, Halloween, the only reason why Halloween, the holiday exists, is because of Big Pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a rapper's name, too. Oh, it is? <laughs> I'm thinking that noise. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will be now because someone will listen to it and like it. Um, well, it's pretty close to Big Pun. I mean, <laughs> it is, yeah. That's true, yeah. <laughs> but my favorite rapper, actually, so yeah. Yeah. I know Big Pun from the movie Urban Menace with Snoop Dogg and Ice-T. <laughs> uh, not a great movie. Um, mostly pretty bad. Have <laughs> I mean, um, you ever seen that one? Because it's, like, it's all shot in close-up. It's just, Oh, <laughs> I, I'll say that's going to be a no for me. Um, yeah. the, closest thing, the closest thing I've seen was a Fat Joe movie called Empire. Oh, I and seen Empire. Yeah. He, I think, dives on a couch with a shotgun, and I was like, yeah. "Yo, your belly is moving. Can we?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as I was saying to Ty kind of recently, which is, you know, by comparison, uh, Fat Joe isn't even that fat. I mean, you know, by comparison to Big Pun, you know, Big Pun was huge, you know, so Fat Joe, I mean, I guess he was fat, but, you know, he wasn't, but Big Pun was really, really big. So at his fat, as I believe Fat Joe said that, because Fat Joe is a lot <laughs> taller than him. I think he said uh, he weighed 560 pounds. What? Okay, well, then maybe I'm wrong. I, I just, uh, are you talking about Fat Joe or Big Pun? Like uh, Fat Joe, I think Big Pun weighed over 600, but I believe Fat Joe's like 6'2", and I think Big, Big Pun is under 5'10", was under 5'10". So, so he carries so fat, it well. Yeah, I was about to say that. Fat Joe carries it well. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to insert a gratuitous Steven Seagal joke here at all, so don't worry. Um, speaking of which, was Seagal a big issue? Or was he a guy in your family's viewing habits? Yes. Um, well, we see. We I don't remember the names of the movies as well. I remember who he was fighting in the movies. Like <laughs> my dad would mention, yeah, we got the one with Seagal and the Jamaicans. So I was like, huh? Yes, who face? Right. Oh, marks for death. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or uh, the one with uh, I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent, the blood <laughs> bank. Hard to kill. So yeah, there you go. So, so it's that. And um, I didn't remember for the longest time because he had like the slick hair. My dad was like, yeah, so, you know, it's Italian guy, Steve Zagal. I was like, look at the pictures of him in the 70s. He is not Italian. He is Jewish, I believe. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think he's at least part Jewish. Yeah. And but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, his his stuff was um. His stuff was good. I want to say uh, my dad would use because my dad was in the uh, armed services. He's a marine. He would use. Um, he would always have this one bit that was from like Under Siege. He was like, "Yeah, you know, I was the cook." And I was like, "Uh huh. Go on, tell us more." <laughs> he loved Under Siege. Hated Under Siege too, but loved Under Siege. That's funny. He didn't like Why? Under Siege too. Well, but see, Under Siege made it cool to say you were the cook. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, before that, I don't think it had a lot of cachet, but, you know, after Seagal did, it's like, hey, well, yeah, I was the cook, because, you know, <laughs> the cook will save the day. And you got some 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 good, like, like um, like um uh, kind of, like, I guess, cameos in it or what have you, because isn't, like, Billy Bob Thornton in this or something, or is that oh, the he's in on Deadly Ground. On oh, Deadly Ground, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Kane Hodder is in it, who was right. Sabretooth? <laughs> Jason? Um, and Jason. Yeah. It's, no, um, yeah, Jason, not Saber Two. That was a different dude. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Taylor, I'm deadly yeah. ground. It's so ridiculous with that last speech about global warming and his fringe jacket. I don't, yeah. <laughs> can't, I, maybe you can <laughs> do that today. I don't know, or, or no one cares about Stephen Seagal's global warming uh, political speeches. But I think it was or supposed to be jacket. Or <laughs> well, I like the jacket. I mean, <laughs> I like the facial hair now. <laughs> Oh yeah, we have his uh, goatee, or it is a dark as a thousand midnights. His yeah. hair and his beard, that combination, <laughs> just reeks of Las Vegas, and it's just like <laughs> Stephen, my guy. <laughs> so I mean, that's the movie he directed too, right? He directed it on Deadly Ground. Yeah. His um, own directorial credit, by the way. Why can't he just direct all of his movies? Because <laughs> well, he's busy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder what as, far as, the, <laughs> um, um, as far as the hair, do you think he's using just for men? Um, in the like, as far as the the, the sheer shininess of it, or um, in, in his hair and his beard? I, I think it's a helmet. Um, and it, it's oh, like, wow, interesting. So it's yeah, I've heard that one before. Like, I think it just kind of just connects to his head, almost like, you know, when you look at Peter Weller in, like, RoboCop, you're like, oh, I wonder how did they did th- do that? That's the way I look at his hair. Like, how did they attach <laughs> this metal thing to the back of this? It's a prosthetic, and it, it's fine. It, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's not so much it's, a prosthetic. So he sits in a special chair, almost like the hair that women would get their hair done. You know, it's like this thing, that go, like a dome that goes over your head, and it goes meow, and it just kind of attaches to his head. Yes, and I, and I feel like he got it on a trip to Okinawa, and it's like, I'm going to Akito today, and I'm getting my new, like, late 60s wig sewn in later. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's an itinerary for for your travels. You um, gotta give up to Steven Seagal because he has the same hair. You know, Nicolas Cage has a bunch of different wigs, uh, <laughs> but only Steven Seagal has one wig. So it's like, <laughs> well, what about um, John Travolta? He has a wig man. Yeah, he does. Yeah, like that's in the credits. I think it says like. You know, he has a name. <laughs> There's like one, one guy one. that like, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and I think Shatner has one too. Yeah, and, and Burt Reynolds used to, I think. So. I mean, so who like in terms of like Steve Seagal in comparative? Because uh, you mentioned Steve Seagal, you mentioned uh, uh, 
Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Steven Seagal's in 2016, he had six pro- six <laughs> projects that came out. So who who is the better director video guy? Like where does that rank? Like how do they get like how does that regard it? Like I'm a director video guy. This is what I do now. Well, hmm, it's an interesting question. Well, like who has the, who puts up the better output? Who or, has the better output and um like in terms of acclaim, like I, what's the ratio on it? Like is a four out of ten considered a good director video? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Because when you're doing like six movies a year, like are you four, judged the same? Or, yeah, I was gonna say, are you judged by the same criteria that an actor who does one movie a year? Like, is it even the same scale? Right. You know, it's a it's a good question. Um, because I think people, you know, if you release a lot of movies in a year, uh, maybe this is wrong, but I think the public thinks, okay, you're just churning out bad material. That might not necessarily be true. It just could mean that you need to work a lot or you like to work a lot or you have a severe tax burden like, uh, uh, Nicholas Nicholas Cage. Cage. Yeah. He's still paying that off. (laughs) I mean, I saw this humanity. If you think yeah. of the Humanity Bureau or Left Behind, like I just pay it off. It's just like well, it's I think like, he's gone a long way towards paying it down. Uh, I, 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 so. I do think so. I think um, what he's lightweight waiting for for this Spider Verse movie to say, look, we need to wrap the Ghost Rider in here somewhere, and he's going to show up with a jar of dye and fake abs. It's like, look, I'm Johnny Blaze again. It's like if you get a Marvel check, that's what he's waiting and holding out for. Yeah, I, I think that would help him a lot. Um, well, especially when he was uh, more serious and he was John Blaze. And, let's see, right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's like, this is, I'm John Blaze now? It's like, that's great. <laughs> I was thinking that could be, you know, since we mentioned that a lot, like when people shorten their names to, and we can almost turn that into a new segment on the show. Um, yeah, because we have some like Curtis Russell, <laughs> or uh, Dan Glover. Yeah, <laughs> you never see that. Or um, um, let me think. There's so many other ones. Or um, well, we always used to say um, Franklin Muniz. <laughs> or or Jack Chan. <laughs> yeah, Jack Chan. Jack Chan. <laughs> <laughs> I would see this fight now. I would see the fight. <laughs> well, yeah. So, like, well, exactly. See, this all stems, I think, from Charles Sheen. You know, which is a real thing that Charlie Sheen did. There's like five movies where he's credited as Charles Sheen. Oh, no. I think I know all of them by the top of my head too. There's okay, five, what are they, uh, five aces, no code of conduct, under pressure, a letter from death uh, row. Uh oh, <laughs> there might be the four. But uh, no, that's pretty good. Yeah. I think there's another one. I could check. But, but yeah, anyway, Carl. yeah, if you look at the artwork, you know, the box art or whatever for these movies, you'll say, Charles Sheen, when did he start doing this? Yeah, because um, <laughs> I see Christopher <laughs> McDonald at the bottom and it looks like, what is this knowing glance that they're giving each other? <laughs> Wait, which movie is that? Uh, this is Five Aces. Oh, Five, Five Aces. Aces. Okay. Oh, the other movie is Postmortem. So, oh, yeah, Postmortem, so, right, okay. Yeah, so No Code of Conduct, Postmortem. Bad day on the or oh, under pressure or bad day on the block. Under pressure is also called bad day on the block. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and free money. I forget like five or six of them. Free money. Yeah, with Marlon Brando. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You ever seen no, no code of conduct? It's directed by Brett Michaels. Uh, 
so, so, so is this at this point where it's like late nineties and he's yep. just trying to just turn it around? Yeah. yeah. He was well he was I, I, he was good friends of Heidi Fleiss and the Black Hawk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like you're like, yeah, yeah so you saying like, I'm not in the black book. My name's Charles Sheen. Yeah. I don't know who you're talking about. It's Carlos. It's Carlos Estevez. It's like, nah. you're right. He would go with that. It's like, then they'll just blame Emilio for his hooker problem. Oh, Joe Estevez. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Joe Estevez. <laughs> He's the best at the best. He's better than like Samurai Cop or something. Uh, uh, wait, wait. What am I thinking of? Um, wait. He was it, in. Uh, it, well, Cop. if he wasn't, he's in a lot of movies like Samurai Cop. You know, he, he, you know, he's in a lot of these kind of bargain basement productions, but he would usually kind of elevate them because, um, you know, he definitely looks like a Sheen or an Estevez. Um, and I can yeah, think he's a Samurai Cop too. Samurai Cop oh, too. Samurai Cop too. Right. Okay. Because um, I always think I thought Martin Sheen. Oh, it's Joe Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> they, they look a lot alike. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, maybe we'll have to do that because uh, we always have these names and um, yeah. And, and we'll, we'll have to one, do just that. tell us. So. <laughs> we'll but, write uh, it down. Um, yeah, we'll include it. Um, I, I think we have a, a pretty. <laughs> A good list that we could put together, but well, if we do one or two of them per show, maybe we could start doing that. Or we'll have to think about that. That could be great, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think we come of, to the end. Yeah, I think so. I, I ran out of memories. Um, I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> two of them. <laughs> so it's like total recall. We just uh, you're just you're fresh out. Recall? Yeah, I'm, I'm fresh I out. Don't but um, so really quickly, we'll see how quickly we can do this, which is um. The, comeupinterviews.net is the website and um, come up interviews podcast on iTunes and all the podcatchers and Ty, uh, what's uh, Facebook and Twitter? Uh, Facebook is the website name, come up, come up interviews Twitter's under Ty come up and and my Instagram is Ty action rocks and uh, okay, those are the plugs so, what about your plugs, Rob? Yeah, so yeah um, website would be mtrthenetwork.com um, and you can find me at uh, Lord Lee personally, Lord Lee MTR on Instagram, Twitter um, Facebook and um, MTR podcast on Instagram and uh, Twitter um, yeah, I want to thank you guys and we're on all the social media, all, all of the social media all of the um, podcatchers and all of that stuff MTR podcast, getting to the truth in this art, uh, Mastermind Teams Robcast and our movie review show called Let's Watch It Again um and i want to thank both of you this has been oh, a treat. it's been a lot of fun thank you it's been great to go oh. back through memory lane oh i'm happy you want to be on the show and oh did you want to mention anything about scanners or you want uh, to do it another yeah. time another no time. I, I can i can oh. um real quick uh scanners that's our um, one of our most recent reviews on let's watch it again and i was a bad boyfriend i um <laughs> i convinced my girlfriend to watch this movie i was like babe can you do this with me you're great on podcasting and all this your voice is great you know what you're talking about and you know you know film so we watch it and this was the second time we watched it so i made her rewatch a movie that traumatized her as a child <laughs> uh she went to see a what is it uh a Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor movie, maybe Stir Crazy, I'm not quite sure. And um, that was the trailer for it and has the head exploding scene. So for the better part of 36 years, she avoided, like the plague, this movie. 
And she was only comfortable with watching it. And I made her watch it. And we got through it. She was like, I never want to watch it again. And I said, hey, babe, the movie's coming up on his 40th anniversary. You know we have to watch it. And she's like, you're a dick. And I was like, come on, let's just watch it. So we watched it and put together a good podcast. And um, we like to relive these memories of through uh, these different movies we've watched. So, yeah, that's pretty much how that podcast has gone. And that's uh, this, the, with the uh, most recent episode of that podcast. Let's watch it again. And that's cool. And that's, I like that story. And uh, so I take it that for her birthday, you're not going to get her the Criterion Blu-ray of Scanners. Oh, she bought the Criterion Blu-ray of it to oh, watch it. That's the level of snob she is. She'll buy like the top tier <laughs> thing. Like if I'm going to watch this, it's going to be the best version. So Daryl Revick's face is exploding on the cover, like in this like pop art kind of way. She's like, yeah, so the, 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 the uh, Criterion collection has this and other great movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny because I was saying that as a joke. I was thinking it's like Homer gets Marge a bowling ball for her birthday because you know Homer wants one. I thought it'd be like that, but no, she actually she actually bought it. That's kind of interesting. He's a movie snob. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. Well, so thanks again for being on the show. Yeah, you gotta come back on. Here. It was great, and uh, I loved hearing all your memories, and it was yeah. it was just a lot of fun. Hey, welcome yeah, back you. on anytime. Thank you. Yeah, we'll have you back on. Absolutely. So, Looking forward to it. Yeah. Thanks again. I guess uh I guess that's, well, that's it, right? Everyone? <laughs> yeah, another one in the in the in the books. And so yeah. uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. And I guess all that's left to okay. say is it's bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. 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 Uh, I can be a trip, but I choose not to. Uh, deep inside of you, I think that
now is there Chris Pan Fu in the movie? Or? Yes. 